Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Can, author of the number one bestsellers, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach, and Evolutionary Healer. And I am so happy that you are joining us today. Today is the first Monday of the month in November 2020, and today's a very special Ask the LifeWave Doctors show because we are doing a tribute to an amazing, amazing uh, physician and researcher, Dr. Stephen Haltywanger, who passed away October 4th, 2020, and he was beloved by so many people, and not only for his amazing brain and clinical acumen, uh, the guy could read like, oh my gosh, 5,000 papers and I don't know how anyway a lot and um, but he was freaking funny okay like <laughs> he caught me so many times in a joke that I thought he was serious and then he would just burst out into laughter and I'm like ah duped again you know so um so with me I'm very very happy uh to to share that today we have some very special guests who are joining us uh, for the show, and so I'm just going to go in, uh, not any particular order here, but uh, I'm just going to make sure I'm going to unmute the right people. <laughs> uh, let me just see. I think Christine's here as well. Yeah, awesome. Okay, great. So uh, with us, we are very um, pleased to have the CEO and founder and inventor of the LifeWave technology, and uh, uh, David Schmidt and uh, Steve, Dr. Steve, worked very, very closely together, and uh, as I'm introducing everyone, uh, we're going to go back to David, and, and I'd love for David to share, um, you know, just kind of like the development of the patches, how he and Dr. Steve worked together, and share a few anecdotes, then we'll go you know, through everyone else as well and to share their favorite stories about Dr. Steve. And we know um, Dr. Steve has some family that, that are also here listening in. And um, if they want to chime in and say something, they can. Uh, the number to call in is 818-514-1190. Hit 1 so you know your hand is up. Again, 818-514-1190. Okay, so let me do some other quick intros. Um, many of you know Dr. Dennis Lobstein, who I've been working with for, gosh, eight years now. I'm doing these radio shows every month, yeah. and uh, Dr. Dennis has been so generous in giving his time and expertise in Asian medicine to help us explain, you know, energy and meridians and um, Chinese traditional Chinese philosophy. Uh, for those that want to know more about Chinese medicine and maybe how to use the patches on certain acupuncture points to help with specific symptoms. So that has been amazing. So many hours and hours and hours of donated time. Um, so Dr. Dennis is with us today, and then we have Dr. Quila. Uh, Dr. Quila Ryder I met through LifeWave, and she's also an um, acupuncturist. Uh, and uh, now reti- retired from acupuncture practice, and she's been, oh, my gosh, she has such a huge team helping thousands and thousands of people uh, with patching, and she is, again, so, so generous with her time in helping people, not even people on her team. I know some team members of mine have reached out to her, and she's been so generous uh, in helping them, and, and uh, it's been amazing. Um, we also have here Kathy Arnaud, uh, who's also a clinician, and um, I met Kathy again through LifeWave, and, uh, and I remember uh, one of the, the things that um, Kathy taught us that was really, really helpful was about these alarm points and different ways of using patches of, uh, in, in very, well, I would say creative ways um, in helping with regional pain. And I'll always remember that training um, that, you know, I was a student, really, uh, in it. Um, and that's awesome. And we'll ask each of you to introduce yourselves a little bit as well as we go from person to person. And then Christine Fisher is also here. And uh, Christine is a beautiful, beautiful, sensitive soul, <laughs> just like my tribe member, sensitive soul. And uh, she's done um, amazing energy healing work uh, for a very, very long time, a veteran 
of it. And uh, I haven't connected with Christina in a really long time because I don't think she's a big Facebook person. But um, we have all lovely stories and funny stories about Dr. Steve. So um, welcome, everyone. Yay. <laughs> so happy Thank you, you Dr. Karen. Here. Thanks, yes. Karen. That's awesome. Thank so you. I'm going to go ahead. Yes, I'm going to start with you, David. I would love for you to maybe give us kind of an overview of, um, like, how you and Dr. Steve met and how, you know, he became medical director of the Patches and, and maybe share, you know, briefly, like, you know, how that, like, how did you decide to go to the next patch? How was he involved? And any anecdotes you'd like to share? Well, there are probably more anecdotes than we have time today. Uh, but, you know, Karen, Dr. Steve, as you know, he was an amazing person, just a beautiful human being, always happy, always upbeat. Uh, he wanted to make people laugh uh, so they would enjoy life a little bit more. And, uh, you know, that he had a very disarming nature about him. There, there was just no way you could be in his presence and not feel good and laugh and have fun. And, uh, you know, he kind of also taught me very early on uh, that he looked at this from the point of view of neurology, that if you wanted people to learn, uh, the best way to do that was to get them in a good mood and make them laugh. And so that's why his personality, you know, he had a gift for this, but that's why he did the things that he did. Uh, And so if he gave a lecture or we were on a conference call, his uh, thinking about this is I want people to laugh, have a good time, enjoy what they're doing because they're going to learn something and retain it. So that, uh, that, that's really what motivated him amongst some other things. But uh, before LifeWave, uh, well, I should say before the network marketing company, I was looking at how to market the patches, and uh, I had someone that came in very early to invest some money into the business, and he said, well, Um, I don't really know much about science or medicine, uh, but I have a friend who's a medical doctor. I would like him to uh, evaluate what you're doing so I know if this is a good investment, and that was Dr. Steve. So he and I spent three hours on the phone, two days in a row, and just right from the beginning, the two of us really clicked, and uh, we realized we were on the same page and going in the same direction in life. And uh, so he flew into Atlanta, uh, where I was living at the time, and we were going to be working on a project together. And so I picked him up at the airport. Uh, We drove out to a restaurant, and uh, I had been in the car for about maybe two hours or so, traveling to the airport and back. So by the time I got to the restaurant, I needed to use the restroom. So I went to the restroom, and when I came back, the waitress had come over to take our drink orders, and she was giving me a really strange look. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm so laughing already. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, so the waitress left the table, and then Dr. Steve, you know, let out one of those big belly laughs. Uh, and I said, okay, what's going on? And he said, oh, he goes, I'm sorry about this, but I told the waitress uh, that I'm a medical doctor, and you're my patient, and you just got out of a psychiatric ward. And if you did, and if she didn't make any strange moves, then she would probably be okay. Uh, so, oh my god! So, uh, yeah, so that that was my introduction to Doctor Steve and and his sense of humor, and it, and it never let up one day uh, from that time. But he was 
absolutely, you know, on every single level, he was a, a dream partner to work with because he was incredibly brilliant. Um, you could ask him anything about medicine, nutrition, research, and very often, you know, he had a photographic memory. And very often he could cite uh, the journal uh, the, the, uh, and the number of the journal and the article and, of course, the researcher. So wow. he was an incredible resource. Uh, he had studied with Dr. Hans Nieper in Germany, and so uh, they were uh, researching and developing the orotate mineral transport systems. Uh, he was an expert in the field of electromedicine, which made him also, also ideally suited to work with LifeWave. He's an expert on Rife technology, uh, pulsed electromagnetic field therapy, uh, Jacobson resonators, um, all different forms of electrotherapy and diagnostic tools. So, you know, you're talking about a guy that, uh, while he had a traditional uh, degree as a medical doctor, was extraordinarily well-versed in uh, neurology, nutrition, um, psychology, and uh, also electrotherapeutics. So, you know, on every kind of level, he was... Uh, just really incredible to work with. So, yeah, I mean, basically the way this would work, if we look at, let's say, the early on, the glutathione patch and the carnosine patch, I would pretty much handle the development on that. And then I would go to Dr. Steve and say, hey, I've developed this product to elevate glutathione. Let's put together uh, a research program where we can prove uh, that we've done this. And, uh, you know, let's please put together a research paper that documents uh, safety and efficacy of glutathione. So I would, you know, have the fun part of doing the research and developing the patches, and then Dr. Steve would reach out to the researchers um, for developing the uh, program of research that would support the products. So, and, and of course, he was a very, very gifted public speaker. I, I don't think I've ever met a public speaker as gifted as Dr. Steve. Uh, you know, he was, it was just something he was great at. So uh, I, I couldn't say enough great things about the guy. I, I just, I owe him such an enormous debt of gratitude and uh, the contributions that he made to the company were just, you know, incredible. Wow. That's beautiful. That's amazing. And uh, so did he help you actually develop any of the, patches like i know the energy enhancer was first and then i think it was ice wave or was it like more like you kind of thought about it developed it and then gave it to him for testing well he left it up to me which which was good that's kind of the way we, yeah generally the way that we worked is i would develop a product and then i would say hey i've, I've just developed this and this patch and it elevates carnosine how how do you think about what do you think about the research uh, how do you feel about uh, marketing this? You want to go after strength and stamina? You want to go after cognitive function? Uh, what type of test do you want to run? So it was really more that type of collaboration. Uh, the one we really had fun with was the Eon patch. Um, there, there's a, there's an aspect of this that I can't talk about because the um, – I don't want people to make claims about the patch if they knew some of the particulars. But long story short, 
Dr. Steve and I met a medical doctor that was doing a research, and the part that I can talk about was this, this researcher was interested in longevity, and he was working with bees. And he was able to isolate the peptide that allowed a honeybee, uh, sorry, a queen bee, to live 50 to 60 times longer than a worker bee. And when uh, this gentleman took the peptide and injected it just once into a worker bee, it extended the lifespan of the worker bee by five to six times. Wow. So the downside was that in order to apply this to human beings, you'd have to give uh, 300 grams per day by IV over a 20-hour period because of the short half-life. So he uses this peptide and a family of peptides therapeutically at his clinic. Um, But for longevity, it was impractical. So I thought I took a look at the chemistry and I discussed it with Dr. Steve And we said, you know what, I think uh, that we can develop a patch to elevate this peptide. So I got to work. I developed the patch. We put it through uh, studies, and it turned out, you know, we were were doing that. And it was, that's what turned out to be the Eon patch. But we had, uh, we did nine clinical studies, and we were showing all of these phenomenal results. And we had just visited Norm Shealy uh, in, uh, in Missouri. And so we came out of there, and we were sitting in a restaurant bar in Missouri, in Springfield, Missouri. And we were saying, how are we going to market this product? It does all these incredible things, and we can't tell people publicly what it does. What do you think? And so it was Dr. Steve that said, well, I think we should market this for stress reduction. And, uh, you know, we have the data to support that. It's not going to be a problem with uh, the FDA or the FTC, and uh, I think there's a big market for it. So uh, Dr. Steve was the one that came up with the idea based on the results we had of the research that Eon should be marketed for uh, stress reduction, and that made sense to me. We went with it, and, of course, it was a – even today, it's still a huge success and one of our top-selling products. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah, it, it absolutely is, and, and uh, I, I love it. It's one of my favorites, and, and I remember when uh, I was first trying this out, and, and you couldn't really tell me too much about it, but was just looking for feedback, and I went um, normally when I train in figure skating, get ready for a performance, it takes me, gosh, six to eight months to really get my cardio and you know everything to performance level, and all through the month of May, we don't have any ice in uh, Lake Placid for about six weeks. And then, you know, we starts up in June. And I was asked to, from James and I, to actually do a, 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 um, a performance uh, as a tribute to these two very famous Paris figure skaters uh, from Russia, Oleg and Lomita Protopopov, and they're pair skaters. And we were the only pair skaters in in Lake Placid. So I thought, oh, my gosh, how can I say yes? I haven't been on the ice for six weeks, you know, and – and I was like, okay, I'm just going to say yes and, like, cross my fingers. You <laughs> know, like, that it's going to work. And I just, we had just uh, done nationals. We had won a gold medal in nationals. And, you know, I had some, you know, some, some certain aspects of, of the skating was still fairly difficult. So at that point, I had been using the e 
on Hatch for a while, not really knowing exactly what it was doing, except that I, I felt good. And then when we went to train that week, literally had we had four times on the ice and then the performance. And that was it. That was it. No, no. You know, I mean, I, I couldn't afford to, like, train more. So I was like, okay, here we go. You know, so the first one was a little rocky, but wasn't too bad. And then the next one was better and the better. And by the fourth one, we skated clean. It was like, wow, this is amazing. And what I noticed, David, was my flexibility had increased, not knowing, you know, that it was inflammation and stress reduction and all that kind of stuff. And so I think I remember sharing that with you. And for that performance, we had skated the best performance of our life up until that point. And yeah. that's after yeah. a number of weeks using the Eon. And I'm like, whoa, whatever this is, this is freaking amazing. <laughs> because it would normally take me eight months to get to that level of cardiovascular fitness. And I did it in literally a week. So, yeah, so that's amazing. And, yeah. and that you and Dr. Steve, you know, thought about that. And, and um, wow, wow, that is uh, awesome. And, of course, as you know, you, you made a video about James and I skating. So, cause we oh, yeah. Oh, yes, that um, was incredible. I remember it well. It was incredible. Yeah, and before we go on to the, the next person, I wanted to just share. Now, I, I have no idea what you're going to say to this, but um, when you were launching the Alavita patch, um, and it's marketed for, you know, skincare and antioxidant, now, when I was trying that out, um, I noticed a huge shift in my, what I would call, healing power, meaning that I was able to do lots and lots of energy healing without feeling tired or detoxy. I felt very grounded, very centered, and I'm thinking in my, you know, very naive marketing mind, oh, my gosh, is David going to launch this as the consciousness patch or the access your higher self patch or, you know, <laughs> not thinking that, uh, well, you guys have to market it as something that people actually want. You know, so when it came out as a skincare patch, I was like, what? Is this the same patch, David? You know? <laughs> So I'm just curious if Dr. Steve had anything, like, how did you guys, like, discuss that, decide that um, with that patch? And did, did he actually mention anything related to consciousness uh, with Yeah, always. Oh, oh, yeah, we, we, yeah we, we talked about those things. You know, he was very much tuned in to issues with the FDA and the FTC. And uh, like me, you know, he was concerned about the uh, issues of the pharmaceutical company's influence over the FDA and the FTC. And uh, so we talked about that quite a bit. You know, a lot of our decisions in marketing have been completely driven by regulatory, so we would stay out of trouble. Uh, You know, it's not going to help anybody if uh, we put a product out and we make claims and then the FDA pulls it from the marketplace. So this was really a case where um, I developed this patch to elevate epithalamine or epithalon, whichever you prefer. And, of course, this is a a peptide that's produced in the pineal gland, and it's definitely associated with expanded levels of consciousness, out-of-body experiences, and uh, most importantly, or I shouldn't say most importantly, but the, the principal area of research for epithalamine has been in the field of life extension uh, because it's been linked to telomere regeneration. And so Dr. Steve was incredibly excited about this, and uh, we talked about how to market it. And the more that we got into it, we thought, well, uh, if we claim that it's elevating epithalamine, we're probably going to end lengthening telomeres. Number one, it's a huge hurdle to overcome. We'd probably look at a multi-year study in order to make the telomere claim, so we didn't want to take that amount of time. And uh, we also thought we, w- we might run afoul with FDA. 
So that's why uh, we did tests, and we found that it did reduce oxidative stress. And uh, we thought, okay, well, we want to come out with a skincare system anyway. We want to have this concept of beauty from the inside out. And um, given that this does reduce oxidative stress on the skin, uh, this could be a good match. So although um, the product is much more <laughs> than improve the health of the skin, uh, we kind of landed on that from a, a marketing perspective. And, of course, Olivita has been, uh, you know, extremely popular. So, yeah, he, he and I, you know, we talked about not only the, the research aspect of things and, and new frontiers to explore. We were always talking about new frontiers. He was very involved early on in the uh, stem cell research. He was incredibly excited about where we were going with that and those results. Uh, but we're also looking at the business side, which was, uh, you know, how do we, how can we market these things and, and not run into trouble uh, with the government? So we did look at both of those sides. Mm, yeah, that we're, well, we are very, very grateful, uh, you know, uh, to have both of you uh, not just, you know, look out for us in that way, but to, to make it available and, now it totally makes sense why you do Alavita every night. Because <laughs> I'm right. like, wow. Yep. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with David's skin, so he must really think it's important. <laughs> uh, I, I'm a little bit addicted to Alavita, I will say. I will say. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. So I, what I'm going to do now is uh, kind of shift gears a little bit, and um, I will go to Dr. Quila next. And I know, Dr. Quila, you have a lot of stories with Dr. Steve, I'd like to, you know, maybe just share with folks like your, you know, just like your training and how you were involved and then maybe an anecdote or two with Dr. Steve. Sure, sure. Oh, thanks for all those stories, David. Wonderful. It brings back such memories, too. Uh, I discovered the patches uh, by somebody giving me a couple, and I was very adrenally uh, uh down, if you would. Uh, I was working like a 90-hour week and uh, uh, setting up my acupuncture uh, practice and working as a nurse to make money and so on. And I couldn't believe what this little piece of paper that came with these four patches said that you could use it on your clothing even. Uh, And I thought, oh, man, this is a scam. But I went ahead and used it, and I had the day from uh, H-E-double-L the next day at work with snow on the ground. Our staff couldn't get in. We were overloaded with sick moms and babies, and I sailed through the day with those patches on. So that's what convinced me, oh, my gosh, these things work. So as soon as I could, I got a hold of uh, LifeWave, which was the – secretary that answered was David. <laughs> because this, is, this is before they even came out to the public, you know. And uh, I, I talked for a while and gave my background, and Dr. Steve happened to be there, and Dr. Dean. And so we had a, a four-way conversation, and they invited me to come out and see the lab and, and so on. So I did do that. So I got to see uh, the California setup uh, early on and uh, meet everybody. And uh, that was my, of course, first uh, meeting up with 
Dr. Steve also. And so I volunteered to do whatever I could do because I was just thrilled with these patches of, quote, uh, based on acupuncture principles, which I knew, and energy work, uh, and I could see that this was something that could change the world, and start starting with my world. So I volunteered to do whatever I could do with Dr. Steve to help uh, get some of the very early, uh, very basic uh, studies done, and uh one of them was the glutathione patch. And um, when I started getting the results of the urine and the blood, uh, of course, I was tied into Dr. Steve's computer, and he was mine from the lab that we were sending the samples to. And what we did was double-blind placebo-controlled, so I didn't even know which patch was good and which wasn't. And uh, I sent away urine samples and blood samples uh, to Great Plains Lab in uh, Kansas. And we got the results on computers. And so uh, before I could even get into my computer and look at the results, for the first day, I had a phone call from Steve, and he was jazzed. Oh, my gosh, did you see the results? Look, look, look at those results. And I said, okay, just a second. Let me turn my computer on and get in there. And he was so jazzed at the huge amount of glutathione that people were making, uh, the ones that were wearing the live patch anyway, uh, because, of course, not everybody got a live patch. And uh, he, he was just blown away with how much the glutathione levels were. Well, me, I, I didn't know what takes back. You know, this was my first time in understanding a lab work on glutathione. So um, then the very next day, I got a call from the lab, and the uh, medical director of the lab was calling to tell me that they were going to shut down our study. And, and I was shocked. Oh, why? And he said, well, because we think there's something wrong with our equipment. I said, oh, what do you mean? He said, well, water is part of how we measure glutathione levels, and we we think there's something wrong with the water in our measuring because uh, the levels of glutathione that we're getting are astronomical. We've never seen this. And we do glutathione studies from all over the world, and we've never seen uh, amounts as high. And I said, oh, okay, hang on just a second. I'm going to three-way Dr. Steve in. So I told him real quickly what what it was, and uh, three-way him into the call. And he very scientifically, very calmly explained to the lab director that that we fully expected that this might happen and that it's okay. We're pretty sure there's nothing wrong with your equipment. And uh, we we, uh, would really appreciate if you would allow us to continue with the study. (laughs) So the lab director gave his permission and hung up. Steve went, oh, man, that was a close call. (laughs) 
because he, you know, there's a lot of work and and money and effort uh, from Steve and David and everybody uh, to put on a study like that. And for having it shut down, maybe on the second or third day, would have been disastrous. And so Steve explained to that guy very scientifically and very, uh, you know, non-passionately, if you will. And, and, uh, then, yeah, and then when we got off the phone with the lab director, he let it all out. Oh, man. Oh, golly. You know, <laughs> so we had one heck of a wonderful laugh over that one. How close a call we, we had with those fantastic results that we were getting. So that was one of the very early studies that I did with him, but there were many more. And of now, course, did, did the gl- I, were you in I, the glutathione study uh, that was showed uh, heavy metals being excreted in the urine? Yes. The, were you part of that? That was the urine. Okay. That was the oh, urine okay. part, yeah. And uh, I had a man uh, that had a massive amount of aluminum in his urine. And so I pulled him aside to talk to him about it and told him, uh, you know, uh, I've never seen anything like this, and no one else in the study is getting aluminum like you are. Uh, are you, uh, you know, doing something in your bug spray, because he was a bug spray guy that has aluminum? He said, oh, no, 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 not at all. I said, well, look at these levels. These are astronomical, and they could be very dangerous to you. Uh, oh, my gosh, I know what it is. He says, I don't like to drink water. I drink only sodas all day long. So I gave him a big talking to and right there and then told him, you know, if you want to live to see your kids graduate from high school, you better start drinking water and and get off those sodas because look at your aluminum. This is dangerous, you know. And so uh, that's the kind of – and then, of course, uh, I got Steve involved also to – talk to this man to make sure that he understood just the dangers of aluminum on his brain and other, you know, features. How, of how does body. soda increase aluminum, Dr. Quila? Well, they're in aluminum cans. Ah, okay. And so I'll make it clear quite, to everyone listening. Yeah, they're, they're acidic, you know, the uh, sodas are acidic and, and they... A kind of eat at the insides of the can, and you en- end up with large amounts of aluminum in your sodas. And so, uh, <laughs> yeah, very dangerous. And so that's okay. only some of the many, many stories uh, working with Steve. Uh, I, I just treasured him as a friend, as a confidant. Uh, he was brilliant, like David's explained, and yet he was fun. He made everything so fun. In fact, we went on a a numerous uh, LifeWave trips, you know, all together. Uh, And um, that, that again, he showed his sense of humor and and fun-making. So he was was a wonderful man. And and the only nice thing about his passing is that I know now He's over on the other side helping us all, including David, with his next project and and, uh, helping us get through these uh, tumultuous times that we're going through Uh, because I think of him often, and and I get a laugh every time. So I know he is exuding 
his uh, sense of humor to us to help us get through these times. So <laughs> yeah, I think, so you definitely could use that. So that, thank you. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you, thank you. Um, and I know you have a bunch of you know stories about jokes and stuff, but we're, <laughs> but I think we're gonna yeah. we'll move on. We uh, don't have time um, for all of it. <laughs> yeah, all the practical jokes and things that Dr. Steve would do. Um, oh, yeah. Christine, we're gonna ask on you next, and if you could just share with us a little bit about your background, um, and then you know any thoughts or anecdotes you'd like to share about Dr. Steve. I thought you were going to do Dr. Dennis first, so, okay. I knew you were. That's why I surprised you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was introduced to LifeWave. What happened was my my dog, my German Shepherd dog, had eaten some poison in snow. And for three months, I was up with him all night because he was extremely sick. Um, My veterinarian couldn't help me at all. We just kept going back and back, and she couldn't help me at all. And so, um, anyway, I got the glutathione patch, put the glutathione patch on him and the coenzyme Q10 product, and within a week, he he was well. And with dogs, there's no placebo. It either works or it doesn't work. So that was, you know, I knew I was a LifeWave lifer um, at that time because it, you know, it literally brought him back and he was okay. Just with, so that's. That's what amazed me on it. And then how I met uh, Dr. Steve and Dr. Quila is I went to the practitioner training. And I still have the manual and look at the manual all the time. And the training that both Dr. Steve and Dr. Quila put on was absolutely fantastic. And But it was all scientific, you know, so that gave us, you know, information about the science behind it as well. And so just, you know, it was just... Anyway, it was further, I was going to be a LifeWave lifer um, just because it was so well. And so, you know, I got to know Dr. Steve that well, and yes, he was always doing jokes, but also, too, you know, the few times that it was like, okay, I really needed a doctor to talk to, he was available available to talk to and, you know, spent his time talking to me or the person that really needed to talk to a doctor. So, yeah, he was just wonderful and very, very generous. Yeah, absolutely. I echo that as well because, you know, I would I would pick his brain and call him and say, Dr. Steve, what do you think about fascia? You know, what do you think about, you know? <laughs> and uh, like David said, he would just pick out of his mind, you know, like whatever you know, study that he already read like eons ago and, and you know, uh, share, you know, his wisdom from, from what he's learned. And, and he was always very generous, uh, like you said, Christine, with with his time, you know. Um, yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. And I love your story, too, about your doggy. Okay. So, um, Kathy Arnault, hello. We'll have you share a little bit about, you know, your background and then uh, any anecdotes you want to share with doc- about Dr. Steve. That would be awesome. Sure. Um, well, Kathy Arnault, I am a nationally certified massage therapist and became one in 2006. And the year after, probably six months after, I discovered LifeWave. I had somebody hand me a couple of patches with a brochure and said, hey, you might want to try these. I use them when I play hockey with the 20-year-olds. And so I kind of like Quila, kind of went ho-hum. I'm not so sure about this, but let me try them. I put them on a stomach 36 point, and that day I remember 
not only did I do like five massages, but that night I went to a, a chair massage gig and worked for another five hours and came home and cleaned the house. <laughs> so <laughs> wow. um, I was convinced. I was convinced. And um I've been involved ever since. Um, we'll never go away. I'm a lifer as well, like Christine. Um, and I just wanted to stop and say, you know, it's an honor and privilege to be with all of you again. I fondly, fondly remember our days on the practitioner webinars, and it was actually one of the best times of my uh, professional career. So thanks for uh, bringing us back together again. Um, my best memory of Dr. Steve, I mean, he he was, like everyone has said so far, funny, nice, helpful, supportive, and to come from a, somebody that was in a, a professional doctor, you know, he's, you know, has a certain clout and he never <laughs> seemed to have any of um, what can come with that kind of status. You know, um, he was always ready to help us. Um, my best memory is, is actually after one of the webinars that um, I taught about patching the spine to bring about change in the body, he commented after everybody got off the phone that that was a great webinar and and I was completely floored I mean I was honored that that he honored uh, the teaching that I did that day like he did and it just made me feel so um, good about what we were doing so um, yeah and he was always available on a phone call to help us answer questions or if we had another professional uh, doctor or other you know health professional on the phone he was there to to answer those questions so um, I always will be very thankful for his time. That's, That's it for me. Yeah, that is awesome. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Kathy. I, I'm really happy that we're all back together as well. <laughs> oh, um, I am too. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, it was. it's so fun. I know that we... Uh, you know, for those that are brand new to LifeWave and you don't know what we're talking about, um, you know, all of us together, we were doing um, practitioner training before, and uh, we would have, you know, three to 400 people um, on the call. We would do very um, kind of clinical stuff with LifeWave, and I think, you know, for some others, it might have been a little bit too intimidating, like they felt like they had to understand acupuncture points in order to use it, and so we didn't really want to give off that energy like oh you have to be a clinician to use it um so you know uh that was that that whole format was let go by LifeWave understandably um so that people the average person can go oh I can do this I can just you know use the brochure points and I can get results and absolutely you can I mean most people do they don't need to understand all these complex things but for those of us that are clinicians we're nerds okay we love that kind of stuff so it was so fun, you know, for us to share uh, our, our knowledge and, and everyone here on the call has their own, you know, specialties and their own expertise uh, and um, be able to, you know, share that is, uh, was super fun. So I have, like Kathy, really, really fond memories, you know, of, of doing those LifeWave uh, clinician webinars together. All right, uh, last but not least, Dr. Dennis, who everyone knows, uh, who's been listening to the radio show, and uh, just share a little bit about your background, Dr. Dennis, and, and some stories about Dr. Steve. Thank you. Well, hey, everybody. I'm glad to be here with you. And, man, my, my colleagues are a tough act to follow here. Um, my, my most glaring memory of Dr. Steve is uh, – his acting like Jack Nicholson holding an ice pick coming at acupuncture points. <laughs> he used to talk on her webinars about using an ice pick to do acupuncture. So, uh, 
I, I would have fired him if I had known that at the time. I just want to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's a well, lot of good. things we weren't, I weren't tell sure you, that he was going to say, David. <laughs> 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 but seriously, uh, when when someone you know that is beloved and interactive as Dr. Steve dies, it it just makes life seem more precious. And I really love interacting with him and having scientific discussions with him. And um, I guess I better backtrack and give some of my background because I really appreciated his background in bioelectricity and clinical nutrition. And that harmonized with and was very congruent with my background as an exercise psychobiologist and also as a metaphysician of Asian medicine. And actually, the way I, I became familiar with the patches is my sister Heidi, who's a nurse, was in LifeWave, has been in LifeWave, and she still is, since about when they started. Uh, I guess their second year was 2005 is when she joined. And she gave me patches, and she goes, you've got to meet Dr. Steve, and you've got to meet David. And I put them on the shelf, and I, I thought, I'm too busy for this stuff. I've got to continue studying in school because I went back to school to study Asian medicine after I'd been a professor of exercise physiology for 20 years. So I, I, every time I was doing Qigong, I looked up at the shelf at the patches sitting there, and I'm going, one of these days, I'm going to put them on and see what they do. <laughs> and they just sat there for years and they were still good after years. And so finally, when I graduated about uh, 2008, I, I knew how to use acupuncture points and what the energetic patterns were good for. And then I started looking at the patches and using them and I go, wow, I should have done this before. I should have used them before because they're, they're like, acupuncture without needles I knew how to do acupuncture using energy needles as a qigong therapist long before I used metal needles and now I'm going back to the future using crystals (laughs) on acupuncture points (laughs) so um, I actually use the patches Uh, to enhance my alchemy because the way I practice on a metaphysical level is to use Qigong to to transform people's energy and then use crystals, i.e. in the patches, to hold and reinforce those energetic changes. And that's what alchemy is, is is energy transformation and holding that transformation. And that's exactly what the patches do because of their crystal nature. Right, right. Yeah, so it was a really, really great fit for you. And just like so many of us, uh, I was kind of desperate when I started them because I, you know, I was recovering from fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue symptoms. And and here's, you know, another chiropractor doctor said, hey, these could 
be good for you. And I was very skeptical and said, ah, oh, I don't want drugs. I don't want, you know, anything unnatural. He goes, no, 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 it's crystals, it's light. I can't explain it. So <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I, you know, learned about it and, uh, of course, tried it. And, and uh, the rest is history. Uh, I had such great results myself. It was uh, amazing. So, so many of us, uh, you know, have done that. We kind of put something aside that we were like, oh, we don't have time for that. But now looking back thinking, okay, uh, if we could have more time, if we could be more efficient, effective, focused, grounded, how much more could we actually do in the same time frame? And that's what I have found. The LifeWave patches are this amazing tool that I can use to do my super busy lifestyle because I love being busy. I love, I'm passionate about my my mission and, and you know, i got three books, you know, coming out. Well, you know, one's coming out next week and and, and um, and the third one's coming out in December, and you know I gotta say the LifeWave patches help me be my best energetic self, so I can do my mission. Um, and so it's super, yeah, it's been super amazing for me. Um, Dr. Dennis, do you have any other stories of Dr. Steve that you'd like to share? Well, yeah, I, I, I love his humor and his jokes, and and uh, sometimes I talked about serendipity uh, and how. The, the patches helped us arrive at some serendipitous observations. Like in, in our clinic in L.A., Heidi and I had lots of people come in, including stunt people that were stiff and could hardly move. And they, they had um, walking sticks and they'd come up our stairs. And uh, we were privileged enough for David and Dr. Steve to send us X-15 patches to experiment with in our clinic when we were doing clinical observations and what they did with people. And these, these folks described, and I felt energetically how, when we put the former X 15, which is now the Eon patch on them, their total electromagnetic field blew up just like the energy shields that uh, you here but talked about in Star Trek when Kirk tells Scotty to raise shield it's like their shields raised up and I knew from Asian medicine that's a reinforcement of their biocoherence and their Wei Chi field or their protective Chi field and then as soon as we took the Eon patch off them you could feel and they described feeling their energy field collapsed and some of the energy signatures stayed in them and they didn't have as much problems as they had before, but they had less problems with the patch on. So it wasn't just the Eon. We have wonderful observations with all the patches and especially now the X39. And the, the way I view classification of the patches is in a five-element paradigm, and if you think we have time, I can share that with you now, or we can do another show on that. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, we'll wait on that a little bit. Um, but uh, but I did want to uh, share a couple of things, and and then if anyone else has any funny stories, um, you know, definitely. Uh, we can talk about them, but uh, you guys have all received <clears throat> interesting emails from Dr. Steve in the past. I did want to share one. Um, 
he forwarded, uh, he didn't make this up, but he forwarded to us um, called Women as Explained by Engineers. I don't know if you guys remember that one. That was sent to us in 2013. And um, Steve just wrote, he, he just, you know, copy and pasted the, the pictures and just wrote a more elaborate explanation. Steve, that was it. That's all he wrote. So I'm going to just read off some of this. of so what the first picture is like a whole bunch of like, uh, looks like um, uh, uh, math equations. So, number one, to find a woman, you need time and money. Therefore, woman equals time times money. So, that's like uh, an equation. Okay? So, number two, <laughs> time is money. So, time equals money. Okay? So, there's another equation. Number three, therefore, woman equals money times money. Therefore, woman equals money squared. Okay? So, that was number three. Number four is money is the root of all problems. So he has a, uh, there's a quote here, it's, uh, sorry, equation money equals, and there's a square root uh, symbol, and then problems underneath. And number five, the conclusion of this particular picture, therefore woman equals the square root of problem squared. <laughs> and there's, a, there's an A plus, you know, on there uh, as well. And here's another one. Uh, this is the hazardous materials data sheet. The elements woman symbol and there's a woman symbol discoverer adam atomic mass accepted as 55 kilograms but known to vary from 45 kilograms to 225 kilograms <laughs> physical physical properties number one body surface normally covered with film of powder and paint <laughs> number two <laughs> boils at absolutely nothing freezes for no apparent reason <laughs> <laughs> Number three, found in various grades ranging from virgin material to common ore. <laughs> Get that one, common ore. Oh, Chemical properties. God. Number one, reacts well to gold, platinum, and all precious stones. Number two, explodes spontaneously without reason or warning. Number three, the most powerful money-reducing agent known to man. And these are very sexist, so we're just gonna go with it, okay, guys? So don't don't inbox me about how dare you do sexist stuff. Anyway, so we we thought it was funny, okay? So common uses: number one, highly ornamental, especially in sports cars. Number two, can greatly aid relaxation. Number three, can be a very effective cleaning agent. Okay. Last but not least, hazards: number one, turns green when placed alongside a superior specimen. Number two, <laughs> possessions of more than one is possible, but specimens must never make eye contact. <laughs> and then there's all sorts of other pictures. Now, he didn't make these up, but these are pretty funny. It's in some engineering, like, you know, blogs and, you know, shows, uh, you know, like a machine. There's, there's, like, man and woman, and the man machine has one button, and you just it's just on or off. The woman has about 50 dials. On that machine of different colors, and uh, yeah, and there's one map where it's like mission: go to Gap, buy a pair of pants, and then you see the male in blue and this this uh, picture of the map of a, a Gap store, um, like a you know like a blueprint. The man goes straight to the man's department and buys his you know pair of pants. The woman, of course, goes to every single department and every single store in the entire mall. <laughs> to get the pair of pants, even though they're supposed to go to Gap. Anyway, so it says male, time, six minutes, cost, $33. Female, time, three hours, 26 minutes, cost, $876. Anyway, 
So that's just to share with you guys the kind of silly humor that uh, Dr. Steve would share with us and make our day and make us laugh. And uh, so, uh, so for any of you, you know, guests, thank you so much for for being here. Um, we do still have a little time left, about eight minutes. Uh, if uh, you know, you have anything else to share? I'll I'll start with David. Oh well, <laughs> I think uh, first I really appreciate Karen who uh, put this together, and I, I really appreciate uh, everyone that came on today uh, to say so many nice things about Dr. Steve. It's certainly well deserved in his case. Uh, you know, I, I suppose there'd be so many things that I could add to that. Maybe I'll just pick one or two. Um, you know, a lot of uh, women, uh, wives, they might worry about their husbands uh, when they travel. And uh, so Dr. Steve and I would travel together frequently. And uh, after we would have our meetings, we'd go have dinner. And uh, the two of us would say, well, I wonder if there's a bookstore uh, or a movie theater <laughs> around here. And so we would often <laughs> find ourselves when traveling in a bookstore or at a movie theater. And once I, I made the mistake of going to see the Incredible Hulk with him, and we were. It, one of the things I learned about Doctor Steve is you you should never go and and be in a movie theater uh, with him uh, because he's going to publicly embarrass you. My daughter refers to it as social suicide. Uh, and, and we saw the Incredible Hulk, and they happened. One of the doctors in the movie happened to mention something about a myostatin inhibitor, and of course, early on, I had been developing a patch to inhibit myostatin. And, and then so he just broke out in this scientific discussion in the middle of this movie, uh, <laughs> speaking in a very loud, you know, kind of like presentation voice of, oh, wow, this is a my did you hear what he said about myostatin? Maybe we could change the patch and do this. I'm like, Steve, for God's sake, we're in a movie. Keep it down. This is embarrassing. <laughs> On the on the flip side, I, you know, um, I had gone a number of years ago. I had gone to the uh, Caribbean. I was on vacation, and I saw a uh, sign about a uh, warning for Ebola. And I thought, oh, my God, I, I hope I haven't been exposed to Ebola. So uh, I immediately went on a very large oral doses of vitamin C. And uh, just as, as a safety, and, of course, I'm always patching, And uh, but I overdid it. I, I took too much vitamin C, and I started uh -oh. ending up with some with some pains in my side. And uh, so I called Dr. Steve, and I said, ah, you know, what do you think about this? And um, he goes, well, he goes, I hope it's not something like a phantom appendicitis. Uh, I know that you've got some travel coming up, so why don't you go to the hospital and, and get it checked? And so I did, and I... I was in the hospital about four or five hours. Uh, they were very busy in the emergency room. I was almost going to leave, and they called me in. Uh, and they did some tests, and then I waited another hour. They called me in, and a doctor came in and said, uh, well, you've got uh, pancreatitis, and we're going to need to uh, hold you for observation, and we're going to send a specialist in. And I panicked. I said, pancreatitis? I could be dead in, in 30 days. I was like, what the heck? Uh, so I called Dr. Steve, and uh, it was about 11 o'clock at night, and so this was in California, and it was 1 a.m. his time. And very often he liked, to, uh, he liked to work into the very late hours of the morning. And he said, you know, you had your 
physical a month ago. I saw all your blood work. He said, it's impossible for you to have pancreatitis. It just can't be the case. So we talked over things, and the two of us kind of came to the conclusion that because of all the oral vitamin C uh, that I had taken, it backed up my biliary duct in the liver. It spiked my pancreatic enzymes. So on the test, it made it look like I had these elevated uh, pancreatic enzymes, but it was only from the vitamin C. So that made wow. me, that made me feel relieved. There, were, there, were, there was twice in my travels where I found myself in a uh, foreign country, and I thought I had uh, a medical issue, and it turned out to be nothing. Uh, but Dr. Steve was there, you know, kind of any hour, and uh, was just uh, always just so gracious, just so helpful to do anything to help you. And that, that was, I think, would be the main thing I'd want to say to them. He just had an enormous heart. He always wanted to help yeah. people do his part, do good in the world. And I love the guy for that. He, he was just, I really loved him as a brother. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Wow. That is a great, great uh, story. Um, I'm not sure if any of us could top that one. <laughs> but, um, hey, David, I was wondering before you stop talking if you might want to give us any hints about what's coming up. Oh, I did not know she was going to ask that, David. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, of course, well, you yeah. can say no, you can't do that. I know. <laughs> Well, I, I think no, that'd be fine. That'd be fine. You know, the, the uh, Dr. Steve and I had an inside joke, and we were walking into a conference, actually for the U.S. Army, back in 2006, and we said we wish we could go into a time machine, and that the two of us from 10 years in the future could come back to 2006, and we'd probably <laughs> say, "I can't believe you guys are still working with glutathione." Uh, you know, we would have developed things that would be so much more advanced that glutathione would kind of seem rather quaint. And that's actually where, yeah, that's actually where I feel that we've gotten to today. Uh, And X39 has opened the doors on that. So, you know, what's coming in the future is we are uh, revealing new ways to activate stem cells to target very specific areas of the body. So X39 is the mother product. You activate stem cells throughout the body, but we're finding some very specific biochemical pathways to trigger where we can increase stem cell activities in very specific regions of the body. So that lends itself to some very interesting applications. Uh, I'm very active in finding a solution for the threat of 5G Um, And we have a product that we're testing now to protect people from 5G. I'm very concerned about mandatory vaccinations. And and Dr. Steve, by the way, was very concerned about this, about the loss of civil liberties and uh, and vaccinations being forced on us. And uh, so that was something that we talked about. And I have, in fact, uh, been looking at a solution to help protect people from uh, forced vaccinations. Um, And then I think the big one would be we've been engaged in a clinical study now on people for the past uh, 18 months. And that, that study has to do with age reversal. And the results of the study are extraordinarily promising. So 
Yeah, I think uh, we're going to keep moving in the direction of producing products that allow people to heal faster, protect their health, and biologically reverse uh, a part and preferably all of the uh, aging process. And I really feel we're making, uh, we're making great strides in that area. Well, if you need any volunteers, David, you know where I am. <laughs> I, absolutely, Dr. File, I'd be happy to help. Oh, wow. That is so exciting, David. Uh, thanks for you yeah. and, of course, Dr. Steve, you know, having our backs um, and, uh, you know, um, just studying and, and wanting to, uh, whatever happens in the world, you know, for us to be as uh, sovereign and as protected and as healthy as possible. So we owe you a huge, you know, debt of gratitude, David, and, uh, and of course, Dr. Steve as well. And um, I just want to thank everyone, you know, Kathy, Christine, Dr. Dennis, Quila, um, you know, David, for, for you joining on the show. And, of course, everyone who called in, uh, who made comments on the chat, thank you so much. Um, I will I will post that funny engineer thing um, on, on the Facebook uh, Light Warrior Network group. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> so thank in case you, you want to see it in visual, which is powerful, um, I'll, I'll put it there. And just to preface it that it is sexist, but still, I'm sorry, I still find it funny. So. <laughs> All right. Thanks for doing this, Karen. My pleasure. It was Dr. Dennis's idea. So, uh, yeah, thank Dr. Dennis. Oh, thank um, you, Dennis. Yeah. Oh, you bet. Great. Thanks, everyone, for being with us. Yeah, thanks Thanks for the reunion. This was so awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, recorded for posterity. So take care, everyone, and bye for now. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Until next time. Thank you, Dr. Karen. Big hug, everybody. Big thank hug. Thank you, Dr. Karen. Thank you. Thank you. Big hug. Bye.